For so many years, I punished my body with excess exercise and dieting, and now I eat with so much joy and reverence for my body, and my body has just released some of that inflammation. I used to stay up until one in the morning. I go to bed every night by 10.30, and it is now my absolute favorite thing. I never used to believe I had time to read the book or to write in the journal. It literally feels like if I don't do that every day, it's like I haven't brushed my teeth. Mm. My libido was really low. I started to do things that bring me joy. Now I can't keep my hands off my husband. You know, like these are the kinds of things that I just think that if you, you have to be careful what you believe because you can believe it into truth. And so if you believe, right, that it's all negative and downhill from here, you can probably self-actualize that. But if you believe the opposite, I think magic can happen. Girl, you've got questions. Questions about your body and how to feel good in it, about your hormones and how to keep them in check. Questions about your sex life and your whole health. Can you imagine having a best girlfriend who was also a triple board certified OBGYN? A girlfriend doctor you could call and ask or tell her anything. Someone who could show you how to live any stage of life before, during, or after menopause in a big, bold, and beautiful way. Well, friends, I'm your girlfriend doctor. I believe you were meant to flourish and shine, to embrace life and awaken to all its possibilities. Let's get there together. Welcome to our show. Living life loud, that's an audacious. I love the word audacious. It means like being fully in your own body, being fully present. And I think this is a great topic for today's conversation. You know, I recently dropped my youngest child off to her first year in high school. Note that we had homeschooled for the last year and a half, if not more. But so having her, dropping her off at school was a incredible experience. And I was thinking to myself, you know, wow, I just raised this amazing young woman. We had this amazing conversation in the car as she was heading out into school. And she is not a talker. She like her best friends are horses. <laughs> she is a barrel racer. And she has one or two really close friends. She's that type of personality. And I just, I love that. So to have these long conversations with her on the drive to school, I miss that. I miss that like homeschooling somehow. It just didn't happen. So having her as a captive audience in the car with me as I carpool to school with her is has been a blessing. But I was thinking, I was thinking, oh my gosh, okay, I'm raising, I have four daughters. I want them to be bold, proud, you know, speak their truth, be kind and good humans and generous, all of these things. And, you know, the word audacious came up. I want them to be so authentically genuine, knowing who they are. And I said, well, am I living an audacious life? And I have a guest today who's going to talk about this. My guest is Jen Pike, and she really exemplifies this word. And I can't wait to introduce her to you. But back to my story, I was thinking as I was dropping Ava Marie off to her ninth grade class to drop her off at school, I was like, how many other people dropping off their kids right here are postmenopausal? And it really, it made me, you know, I was thinking that because I realized as I was dropping her off, this is the first time I am actually postmenopausal dropping her off, right? It's been more officially than 12 months, probably more than 16 months since my last menstrual period. 
And I think, I think this is, this is the truth of my existence now. And so what does it feel like? How do I look at things any differently? And I think the one thing that came to mind, I am more empowering of her now. I have clear boundaries. I really want to encourage her independence, her growth in her education, her growth with God, her understanding of her own amazing abilities and let her, you know, let her flounder a little bit if she needs to, you know, encourage her where she needs to, but be completely authentic in our relationship. So I thought I'd share that with you as we have this discussion on audacity (laughs) or living an audacious life. Let me introduce to you Jen Pike. She is our guest on today's Girlfriend Doctor show. She's a medical exercise specialist and functional diagnostic nutritionist who specializes in women's health and hormones. She's the author of three books, The Simplicity Project, The Simplicity Kitchen, and The Simplicity Body. And I love that word, simplicity. Can we have more simplicity in our life, please? She's also the fiercely driven founder of the Hormone Project, Sing and the Audacious Woman. So these are powerful programs that are dedicated to empowering and teaching women what they should have known about their bodies all along, the incredible healing abilities, wisdom, and power they hold, and how they bring them to life. So there's so much good stuff about Jen, and she's all over Instagram and social media, and has an amazing website. And we'll put all those links in the show notes. And let me introduce her to you and bring her on the show now. Hello, my audacious friend. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. It's great to have you on the Girlfriend Doctor Show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm happy to have you. So let's talk about, let's go right into becoming an audacious woman. What does that mean? Mm. I believe we are all audacious women. I think it is remembering that about ourselves. And I think it's really about stepping in and embodying that energy that allows us to show up in our life and live from a place of of true, authentic living and being. So not conforming to what we should be doing or how we should be living our life or what is for us and what is not, but really tuning in and tapping into that energy and ultimately that frequency in us where we know, we know if we're living in alignment with the things that we wish to be creating and doing. And we know it everywhere. We know it in our body. We know it in our relationships. We know it in our businesses. And I believe that this is what all of us really desire and what we're looking for when we go after things like self-transformation or, you know, we talk about ascension and elevating who we are. And so really stepping into the audacious woman is doing it in a completely unapologetic way. And leading from that place within where the only person who actually has to know this is where you're at in your life in the beginning is you. I love that. So as I was introducing you, I was talking about being this year was the first time in my, you know, mommyhood. And I have children from their thirties through my youngest at 14 that I was dropping her off at school postmenopausally. And I'm like, I want her to be an audacious woman. Mm -hmm. And so like, and you know, whether we're a teenager or whether we're postmenopausal, what are the steps that help us feel that to me, it's complete self-confidence in your authenticity Mm -hmm. that you allow to blossom and radiate. 
Now yeah. that sounds real pretty. Now put it into <laughs> right. Put it into action. Put it yeah. into action. And then how I, as a mom, you know, as a leader, as a mentor, as a coach, as a you know head of a company, as a lead, you know, the things that I do, how mm. how that can translate into all these different roles that that we wear as women. Yeah. Well, I think part of what has got us in this place of feeling disconnected and loving the sound and the idea of living with more audacity and being this audacious woman is that we recognize that somewhere along the journey and path of our lives, whether it was through motherhood or building a business or in our relationships or just whatever was happening in our life, we feel like we kind of, we lost ourselves somewhere. So oftentimes we'll look back over our shoulder and be like, where is she? But the reality is, is all of those years were really, I feel like our research and development of becoming and stepping into who we are right now. And so for me, from a really young age, I, I asked why a lot. I asked a lot of questions. I have always been a critical thinker, but I've also not really been somebody who enjoyed the four walls and the box that society really tried to, you know, put me in as a woman, as a mom, as a business owner, and all these shoulds and these rules. I just, it never felt right to me. And so I would kind of bump up against the boundaries and and push the edge a little bit. And not because I was trying to be a rebel or, you know, be a badass or any of those things, but simply because it didn't connect for me. And I was witnessing in practice simultaneously as I was feeling this in my own body. And I was working with women in their health and hormones and fitness and all of that, that this was actually what was showing up symptom-wise in their body. So when they were coming in with inflammation and hormonal dysregulation and sleep issues and lack of satisfaction in their life and all of these areas, really what it came down to was there was something in their life, the way that they were living, that was where a big deficiency was living for them. It wasn't just about the nutrients that they weren't consuming or the movement they were or weren't doing. And so in allowing myself to have deeper conversations with my clients, it was really a mirror for me. And every question I asked them, I allowed myself to hear the question that I was projecting out and then surrendered to the answer. And so it became really uncomfortable for me to do the things that I was supposed to be doing as opposed to really creating a life that I desired to live. And I didn't like, you know, dive into that. I really just kind of followed the breadcrumbs and allowed myself. I gave myself permission. That was the biggest thing. I gave myself permission to just be who I was and and start to do things in my life that really brought me back to this place of like yes this feels good this is what my my purpose is right now what my passion is this is how i want to lead these are the words i want to use this is how i want to deliver this message and what started to happen for me anna is there was massive resonance with other women that were like oh like yes i also want that and there was just a lot of i think energetic weight that needed to be released and the beautiful side of that is that when you get, you know, onto a better frequency of your own energy and you start to live the life you really desire, a lot of those symptoms dissolve. A lot of the weight does release itself. A lot of things that felt like a struggle, now there's a little bit more ease in how we move through them. Mm, yeah, no, I can see that. So walk through a client with me. Like, how would that look? How would that interaction look? How, what questions would you ask? 
Mm-hmm. So if I have a client who comes in, who says, I really, I just don't recognize myself anymore. I am tired majority of the time. There are things I have to get up and do because my kids need me. My job needs me. The house needs me. But if I got to choose, I would just keep lying here. Mm-hmm. She has more of like an apathetic type of energy where in the beginning, when I was working with women, I was finding more women were in that like serious, sympathetic, like do, do, do taskmaster type a personality. I can conquer the world. I can do it all on my own. And I still definitely see that, but more often the women I'm attracting now are like, I've been there. I've lived that. And it, it fried me. Like I am just, I'm done. I don't, yeah, I don't have the capacity anymore. So she recognizes that part, but she is because she's exhausted and frustrated. And this has now become the pattern of her life. She's overwhelmed with what the heck to do first. And so some of the questions I will ask that woman is, well, tell me more about what this day is that you're moving through and living through. Like, what do you actually do throughout your day? And so I get a sense of the life that she's living. How long have you been living this life? Like, how long has this been your pattern for? What parts of your day bring you massive joy? And what are the parts that if I were to say to you right now, like magic wand, we could just like delegate, delete, or automate, would you do? And, you know, allow her to speak that. And then I talked to her about like, how are you nourishing your body? You know, is that a priority? Like, do you get fed at the same frequency and with the same quality that you're feeding other people in your life? Whether it's literally feeding your family food, the energy you feed your business and your clients, you know, those types of things. And then what do you do that actually brings you joy every day? How do you move your body? Tell me more about your rest. You know, even things like, I always love to know from women, tell me more about how you bookend your day. Like, What do you do for yourself in the morning and how much time do you spend for yourself in the evening? And that helps me to be able to, you know, zoom out and really start to understand more about who this woman actually is. And then when I'm moving through any other work I'm doing with her, if we're doing functional testing or that, that is the lens that I filter how I'm going to support her through, not just the results of a test or you know, the, the fieriest symptoms, because I think for most of us, you know, say for instance, your symptom is hair loss. Well, that's what you get hyper-focused on is just that. And everything you try and do is to stop the hair growth and create new hair growth. Well, again, it's a big symptom and there's a lot of unwinding that has to happen. So, you know, those are, those are the ways that I work with women when it comes to their health. Now, when I'm supporting women in business and in mentorship, it's asking those same type of questions. You know, one thing is that as I think of this, you know, when you're Mm -hmm. focused on the symptom, like, you know, stop the hair loss, increase Mm -hmm. the hair growth, you've got that focus on symptom. And you're also in the state that person is burnout, really often disconnected for to what they're feeling Mm -hmm. at that time, like what feelings, what emotions are, are part of that anhedonia, that lack of joy for life now, yes. right? That part of that burnout. So reigniting that. Is it similar to what you do in your business mentorship? As it far is. As the, okay. So yeah. And I, you know, I find what's really interesting is there, you know, we go through kind of different phases of emotion. So I find for a lot of women, and I went through this at different times too, where there's actually a bit of a grieving process that has to happen where you, you grieve the woman that you had to be or that you once were, and, and you allow her to be released and, and dissolve so that you can actually step forward into this new energy that you really desire to crave. And I think that the burnout piece for us as practitioners, 
owners and clinicians and women in business is that there can oftentimes feel like there's so much riding on us. So we have to support the community. We have to support the clients. We have to support the team. We have to generate the revenue. We have to bring the money home. We have to take care of everyone. We've built a platform to a certain level. We have to maintain that. And then the industry will always tell you, well, now you need to go bigger. And now you need to add this on and you have to double the. And it it's like, if you allow it, it's never ending. And I find a lot of women in business, they kind of get swallowed up by that energy. And before they realize it, now they're they're at this place up here and their body is feeling fried. And it's like, well, how now do we step back and do we unwind while still remaining successful and creating the abundance? Exactly. And I think that, you know, being able to see the difference, right, between what we want for ourselves, mm-hmm. also what we feel we deserve and are worthy of and tapping into being able to, I like what you said, allow yourself the grieving process of letting go of the woman that we once were, right? Mm -hmm. To Mm -hmm. let go, grieve, grieve like raising small children, grieve Mm -hmm. of, you know, like being full blown in obstetric practice, letting that go to move to GYN, to allow the grieving process to occur. Now that's really, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, because I think what we will oftentimes tend to do is we don't really release those parts of us and we just keep packing more stuff on. And and we don't recognize that there's like an invisible backpack we're wearing throughout life. And we just keep throwing boulders in there. And there's this weight that we carry around. Like there was a period of time for me where I just kept hearing myself sighing out loud all the time. And I kept hearing myself say, I'm so tired. And my, my brain would say that, but then my body would go, but wait a second, we're not actually physically tired our soul is exhausted. Like Mm. we've just been giving and giving and giving. And so that was a, that was a huge realization, you know, for me as well. And I think that when we get to that place where we can release that now we have this open space where we can call in and, and create, or even times it's, you know, we'll tend to go through a phase or a season in our life of a winter where we're letting things, you know, transform and die off and shed. And then there's this rebirth, but the rebirth doesn't have to be, you know, a new program, a new thing, like all of that. It could be getting better at what you already do and amplifying what you already have in place and elevating that so that you're not in this constant flow of, I got to build it new. I got to create this and because it's, it's too much for most of us. Yeah, no, I can, I can see that. So the little steps, right. And, and Mm -hmm. you're the author of simplicity. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So bringing simplicity into it. So the first steps in working, whether it's a businesswoman or, or not, the first steps would be really Mm -hmm. calling into like, what does she, what does she want for her life? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it can be a really uncomfortable question for women to be asked, because if you aren't somebody who's regularly making time to ask yourself that, and then someone says to you, like, if I were to say to you, you know, Anna, like, what's your hobby or what do you love to do in your pastime? For some women, they can automatically like raise the hand and be like, oh my gosh, like I love to ride horses. I love to read books. I love to dance. And other women, they're like a deer in the headlights where they're like, I don't know, because it's been decades since I ever even had the time to think about what I enjoy to do. 
And so I think step one is really, it's spending time with ourselves and knowing yourself. So for me, I really enjoy that type of time first thing in the morning when no one else is awake in the house and it's quiet. That's what feels really good for me. But for the woman who struggles to get up in the morning because she is exhausted, I would ask her, what time of day does that feel good for you? Is it the afternoon? Is it the evening? Is it like, when can you create that soul appointment so that you can either put pen to paper or you can go on a walk and you can have that moving meditation and really ask yourself some of those questions. So I think the first step is, you know, as you move through your day, what is the one thing you can do for yourself that brings you joy? Like if it's your, your cup of coffee in the morning or it's your matcha or, you know, what like really sink into that and like fully love on it and allow yourself to feel what it feels like to be in that moment. The more that you allow yourself to do these things, you start to recognize when you feel uncomfortable. So when you're in that zone and that energy of like, oh my gosh, this feels so good. Like I love where I'm at right now. And then you're in an environment where you're like, I do not love this so much. Something happens where there's this, this shift that happens where you are no longer prepared to sacrifice your level of comfort for the thing. I'm going to say that again. You are no longer prepared to sacrifice your level of comfort for the thing. Mm -hmm. So give me an example. Well, I would say when we're talking literally with women and their health and their hormones, it's like choosing to no longer eat the foods or drink the things that you know create inflammation in your body. Right. Good. Right. So for me, that was wine a few years ago. Love it so much. Love the experience I would have with girlfriends or my husband at the end of the day, my body, not so much that took years, but it became a conscious choice for me. It was like, well, if I say I want to feel vibrant and move into my forties, you know, with this amazing energy, then I have to make sure I'm aligning my choices in business. It could be things like, you know, are you in a job that literally sucks the life out of you. Could you start to imagine a different way of being? Can you take a risk on yourself? And I think for us as women, you know, one of the words that always comes to my mind is like, we are at our core as women, we are brave, courageous souls. And I, it's so amazing to me. It's one of my most favorite things to witness when I watch a woman rise into her courage and to flex that muscle. I think it's so beautiful. Yeah, no, I agree too, especially, you know, I see it, especially with my daughters and yes. being able to see it with them, to see it in my clients too, thinking of women who, you know, were resigned to just living out the rest of their lives, feeling mediocre, just on mm -hmm. the couch, not doing the things they love and enjoy and being able to bring back that energy in so that we can live life full on with our passions. Mm -hmm. And so is there that link to the audacious woman that when we are living lives within our passion? A hundred percent there is, because I think when you are doing something that just brings you an immense sense of either joy or peace, I think those are really the, the two energies that we step into, right? Joy, elation, happiness, like, oh, this is so good. There's that. And then peace is like, peace is grounding. It's when we feel deeply connected. It's when we feel like we have more of the energy of certainty. That is something that then trickles into every part of your life. So for me, when I was on this path as an individual, as a woman, it was when I became a mother, it really shook me. It, I thought I was prepared for it. I wanted to have like six children. I ended up with two. I wanted to have this house full of children and I've always loved children. My nieces are a lot older because my siblings are older. And so I'd always been around. But the difference when I became a mother 
was like, whoa, Mm -hmm. I'm a multi-passionate individual. So I wanted to have my career. I wanted to grow personally as a woman. I wanted to be a really hands-on good mom. I wanted to still have a relationship with my husband. I wanted to move my body. And I was like, this is a lot. (laughs) This is. And so I had to figure out and I had to really just, I had to quiet all the noise of what all the other women around me were doing at that time, about what the books were telling me to do, about what the TV was telling me to do. And I had to just really figure out how am I going to show up as the best version of a mom that these children have chose? I believe our children choose us. And I was like, how can I do that? And so that was really the first step for me. And then in doing it with my, with my children, it was like when I was approaching my business, there were a lot of things that the industry was telling me I had to do and I had to be, and I did not I didn't connect with it. And I was like, well, what if, what if I were to just actually go this way a little bit, as opposed to this way? What if I were to do it like this instead of this? What if I change the languaging and the verbiage and what if, and, and that's how I started to build my business. And it has continued to morph over years. I mean, the business I originally created 25 years ago is not the business that I run now. So I think part of being an audacious woman is allow yourself to evolve. You know, in our bodies, so much of what I teach about is the phases that we move through every month, the cycles that we move through and the seasons we move through. So you may be the same body that you were born, but you are not the same human being today that you were when you were born. And so I think just really embracing our own evolution, it's how we get out of our own way so that we can start to see the best parts of us show up and what we create. Yeah. So how do you, specifically women in menopause that have gone through the menopausal journey, they're in the second spring of their lives, but Mm -hmm. often don't see it that way. Feel that, okay, things are ending there you know, approaching retirement, what does that look like? They're, they're, they're empty nesting. What does mm-hmm. that look like? There's a lot of redefining. And as you said, grieving of the life we had. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. So I'm going to be 43 on Monday, actually. And so I'm in my my perimenopausal years. And my, my sister's 12 years older than me. And I watched my mom go through a total hysterectomy when I was young and be put into early menopause. My, I've watched my sister go through menopause. I spend so much time with women in my practice. And a lot of my friends are, are older than me by about a decade, my, my closest friends. And so I've really been a part of this community and circle of women where I have witnessed them go through these changes. And I think that there's two things that happen. I think we've been taught that menopause is this crappy sentence that, you know, it's just the rite of passage as women. And and these are all the bad things that are going to happen. But then we have these light workers and these wise women. You're one of them in the work that you do and how you teach and you educate where it's like, that's not actually truth. There's only truth in that if you choose to buy into that and you live your life in a way where, you, you know, you create that. I believe that menopause is where we actually level up into the wisest version of who we are because all those decades leading into it is our research and development. And so when I spend time with women in menopause and postmenopausally, you know, in our community, they only believe the negative side of it for so long until they hear about it in a different way, where it's like, just because you don't have a bleed every month and our hormones have fluctuated the way that they have, this is really a portal for the next version and phase of us to move into as women. And so I'm so grateful for the work that so many practitioners and educators like yourself are putting out there into the world, but it's not enough yet. 
the mainstream has not caught up to what women I believe really need to hear because our mind is so powerful. So yes, these hormonal shifts and changes, they're going to happen. That is a natural evolutionary process in our body as women. At some point, our ovaries are going to be like, I have done a great job for you for the last four to five decades. I am now going to pull my energy back and, you know, adrenals, nervous system, thyroid over to you, liver, gut, like take good care of her. Cause, cause we are now, you know, we're taking our final bow. And I think that if we were to teach women that this isn't a permanency of ending, this is, this is a dissolvement. This is like the final shedding and release, but my goodness, what that creates for us, like I'm excited to move into that journey of my life because I have been surrounded by the wise women. See, I've that been... is so important. Like who we surround ourselves with, mm-hmm. right? Who we surround ourselves with sets the stage, gives us the hope, gives us a a real life goal, a real life image of someone that is doing it right, living out loud into their 70s, 80s, 90s and beyond, right? And I would say, you know, I love your work because you're bringing more of those women into view. And I would also say to women who don't have someone that they can say, oh yeah, I want to be like her. I want to be that goal. But you, first of all, number one, you want to be the best version of yourself. You create, you set the stage, you're, you're unique, you not to be like anyone else, but to surround yourself with people that are living authentically, audaciously, like living their true best life. So Jen, how do people learn more about you and your community and and work with you. And, you know, and I would love to hear a a story of a woman you've worked with that transitioned, you know, post-menopause or menopause, post-menopause and what manifested in her life. I know you have so many, it's hard to choose just one, but, um, you know, what they manifested as a result of navigating into their audacious self. Well, connection-wise, jenpike.com and Instagram are the best ways to connect with me. But so one woman is coming to mind in my community. Her name is Nadine. And so I started working with her about three years ago. She was about seven years postmenopausal and going through a lot of transitions. So children had left the home, was now a grandmother. Relationship dynamics were changing, you know, in her romantic relationship with her husband her energetic frequency was changing and shifting. She was no longer working full time and she really wanted to move into creating a yoga space and a tranquil space and had all these ideas and visions that she wanted to bring into her life. She felt like her body was broken and was holding her back. And that was what was not allowing her to move into this new space of her life. We worked together initially on her nutrition, her movement. You know, we worked on a gut healing protocol, all of these different things we put into place that got her energy to a place where she could like, She was no longer treading. She was like two feet on the ground now and could be like above the water. And this opened up her mind then to think if I can create that and feel like that, what else is possible for me? And she just started to lean in and give herself the permission to be part of different communities. The audacious woman was one of them and to really open her, not just her mind, but open her mouth to speak her truth. And she was 
she honestly became a mentor in the group for so many of the other women. She shared so openly. She shared so honestly, vulnerably. She gave these other women permission to recognize that they were not alone. And I think this is a big part of that journey when we go through any transition, whether it's becoming a mother, whether it's going through loss, building a business, menopause, postmenopause. We put ourselves on an island of struggle as women. And it, it's not true. We are never alone and going through these things. And so I now, what's amazing is she moved through the audacious woman her now this is an extreme one her her marriage ended up dissolving but for her that was the best relationships with her children became stronger in a more fundamental way and i just heard from her not even a month ago that she has now opened up a retreat center in space north of where she was living in the country surrounded by it was completely the vision that she verbally said to all of us back in 2020 and it has come to full fruition. Now that's like a big, beautiful, audacious example. For some of the women, it's something as simple as for so many years, I punished my body with excess exercise and dieting. And now I eat with so much joy and reverence for my body. And my body has just released some of that inflammation. I used to stay up until one in the morning. I go to bed every night by 1030 and it is now my absolute favorite thing. I never used to believe I had time to read the book or to write in the journal. It literally feels like if I don't do that every day, it's like I haven't brushed my teeth. Mm. My libido was really low. I started to do things that bring me joy. Now I can't keep my hands off my husband. You know, like these are the kinds of things that I just think that if you, you have to be careful what you believe because you can believe it into truth. And so if you believe, right, that it's all negative and downhill from here, you can probably self-actualize that. But if you believe the opposite, I think magic can happen. I love that. I do love that. And I love it when magic happens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Jen. I mean, I, I definitely love what you're doing. You guys follow Jen at Jen Pike on Instagram, also the Audacious Woman on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And your website, Jen? Is jenpike.com and it's Jen with two N's jenpike.com. So I think that, you know, a, a couple of things that I always do at the conclusion of my girlfriend doctor show, and I do some rapid fire questions. I think this will be interesting, but as I'm diverging, I'm thinking back to when you interviewed me on mm. your podcast, you've got a great podcast and show. And when you interviewed me, one of the things we did talk about was that alcohol, you mm. know, it was like, Oh, just love like that thing that I just love my glass of wine. It's once or twice a week. And I'd so enjoy it. So i have like noticing that the, my body's not loving it as much anymore. And so mm -hmm. this is, you know, and I've gone periodic times with like a month or so at a time without any alcohol. And so this is also another one of those dry seasons that I'm in. I'm just seeing, okay, you know, really how much do I love it? And when I add it back in, what does that feel like? How does it mm -hmm. benefit me? And I think it's the same journey I went on with dairy over 15 years ago. I mean, it's like, ah, I love it. I can't give it up. And lo and behold, I, I it's toxic to my system. So there's yeah. no choice. And so I think differentiating that, that also takes courage. That also takes bravery. Mm -hmm. It also takes looking to how we're nourishing our body and honoring it. And I love how you talk about that. All right, my audacious friend. So rapid fire questions. Girlfriend Doctor community is built on four pillars and that is nourish, shine, awaken, and embrace. Mm -hmm. So we'll ask you a question for each. So how do you, what's one way you like to nourish your body every day? Oh, a high vibrancy food. That to me is everything. So nutrition is, it, it's a pillar of life for me. 
Yes, absolutely. And what kind, what's your favorite food? Oh, anything in a bowl. Honestly, I could make every meal be a bowl. So I love like loads of greens or like roasted veggies in there. Great source of protein, some healthy fat, some sauerkraut. You know, I was raised in an Italian family. So not a lot of like sauce, just really good quality, olive oil, fresh ground salt and pepper. And I love adding fresh herbs, like parsley. I'm just obsessed with right now. And so that's in all of my salads too. Oh my God. I love it. We're, we're on the arugula and cilantro kick oh, here so too. Good. So good. And the second one is shine. So skincare, mm-hmm. you have amazing skin. Do you have a skincare secret product? Um, I use oils on my skin. So I use a really beautiful company skin essence I have for almost a decade. I gua sha my skin often. So I do a lot of lymph stimulation for my skin. I did suffer from when acne you said really gua badly. Sha your skin often that dermabrasion or it's loofah? No, I just had it here the other day. So gua sha is like a little tool. Uh, mine's a jade little flat oh. face stone. And so just like lymph, like how we would dry brush our body. So my skin doesn't respond well with a lot of like exfoliant and those types of things. So I'll gua sha and then I use red light therapy as well. So I sit in front of a red light a couple of times a week. Very good. Okay. I love red light therapy too. Okay. And the third is awaken. What book is at your bedside today? Oh, honestly, the one that's sitting next to my bed is called inner witch. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I haven't heard of that one. Do you love it? I do. You know what? It's really about the feminine rising. And, and just, it's about the lineage of us as women and how you go back so far history and time of how we were just told to be quiet and to not rise with our gifts. And so many of us that are light workers and healers in the world, you know, if you would have taken us back a few centuries, we would have been referred to as witches when really we're healers and wise women. And finally embrace. So what is your key to top tip to intimacy to maintain your healthy relationship? Communication. You know, my husband and I, we've been together since high school. We've been together 26 years. We just celebrated our 17 year wedding anniversary. And oh, congratulations. That thank is you. Great. That's awesome. Thank you. And we've just, we have remained friends and we really made a conscious choice to grow together. So our communication of just, you know, we go for walks every night after dinner and it's where, it's where our life talks happen. And that has, it has helped Chris and I immensely. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Jen. Thanks for being on the Girlfriend Doctor Show. Thank you to everyone listening. I really, with my prayer for this show, that it touches your heart and then you say, okay, where can I be more audacious? Where can I show up authentically me? Where can I shine and blossom? And what is holding me back? And if we can understand those things, then we can really understand what's our truth and it can change. And also the second thing that I definitely am taking home from our conversation today with Jen is to grieve, to allow yourself to grieve things from our past, allow yourself to grieve, maybe being, you know, raising small children, allow yourself to grieve, whatever it is that you need to. And I think that's a really important part of healing that maybe we don't use those words, but it's an important part of transformation, transformation to the second spring of our lives to be that example that everyone else is looking to, to say, oh, I want to be just like her. If she can do it, I can do it. And, and just continue to be just as authentically happy, joyful when it comes down to it. It's that authentic joy that creates the most beauty in your life. 
and it is independent of external circumstances. So with that, thank you for being on the Girlfriend Doctor Show. Definitely share this episode. Check out my guest website at Jen Pike with two N's, jenpike.com and Jen Pike on Instagram, as well as the audacious woman on Instagram. So check her out and you guys, comments, questions, shares, please, wherever you listen to this rate, rate it. I love your ratings and I read every review and be sure to subscribe on my YouTube channel where you can see us in video and be notified when the next one comes live. Thank you for being here. It's Dr. Annika Becca till next time.